Well, Thanksgiving Day is um, but a few days away. And that is a day that our, our country is recognized and was founded on giving thanks to God. It was a day that not only was founded in giving thanks to God, but a day that has been celebrated in that manner for years and years and years in our country. Uh, Even though, as I read a couple articles this past week, um, there is effort, movement afoot to redefine Thanksgiving. The cancel culture is at work again. Uh, to try to change, um, repurpose that day is what some of the articles said. Um, I want to tell you that no one can ever cancel genuine gratitude. So I hope that's what you have in your heart. I hope that's what you'll have in your heart on Thanksgiving Day. And, uh, uh, you know, um, some people call Thanksgiving Day Turkey Day. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, and I thought that Turkey Day um, was always about the, the main food, the traditional food that was served on Thanksgiving. And so when somebody said, um, boy, I can't wait to celebrate Turkey Day, I, I said, what, what, what do you mean? Why do you call it that? And they said, well, that's because the day that the Lions play on. <laughs> Sorry, Lions fans. It's a day to give thanks. Today to give thanks and expressed gratitude. And you know, um, that has been in my heart in a lot of different uh, ways for some time now. Um, long before um, November even showed up on the calendar, I, I have been wrestling with, I've been thinking about what it means to be thankful, what it means to be genuinely grateful. And in wrestling with that, I looked into my own heart. And I've asked myself repeatedly over the last few months, are you, Kevin, are you really a genuinely grateful guy? Is how you're living, does it really express genuine gratitude to God or not? I had a lot of answers and a lot of wonderings and a lot of thoughts about that. As we prepare to open up God's word and hear a little bit about that, that's the question I have for you this morning, or really God has for you. Are you genuinely grateful? What does that mean? What does it look like? So if if you were wondering that about yourself, or are you living a life that's genuinely grateful, what would you look at? What would be signs that that's true? What is it that would just shout out in your life, yes, I'm genuinely grateful? And you could do that about anything, really. You could do that about relationships that you have. You could do that about things that you possess. Or you could certainly, and I ask you to think about that this morning, you could express that genuine gratitude to God, and you could ask yourself, is the life that I'm living really expressing, displaying genuine gratitude to God? And we have visible signs and expressions of, of what that looks like. 
there are ways to, to measure gratitude, I think, to see it visibly displayed. Sometimes it's just the mere words. So, you know, when we, when we do something for someone or we give uh, something to someone or we're given something, somebody does something for us, there are ways of expressing gratitude, right? Sometimes it's just the mere words. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sometimes it takes on expressions where, you know, there's hugs and that kind of thing, tears. There are ways to, to demonstrate and to see genuine gratitude. I, I have to confess that, um, you know, when people get super gushy, have you ever had that happen? So you do something for someone or something, and they're all like gushy, and they get all emotional and all worked up, and I have to I'm just a little suspicious. Sorry if you're that type and you're super emotional. I apologize, but... It's kind of like when all that's going on, I'm like, eh, But there are ways that we can measure gratitude. And there are ways that we can look into our own heart and see and know if we are genuinely being grateful. So I ask you to consider that, to think about it. Maybe for blessings, promises fulfilled. We are so blessed. And then certainly for grace. So I want to invite you to turn with me. Look at a, a passage. It's a short one, three verses. First Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 18. That speaks about gratitude and things that are signs and help us grow and cultivate gratitude. As we open up uh, God's word, open up your hearts. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is the word of God, the living word of God. Write it on your hearts. Be joyful always. There's, there's three statements that are given in, in these three verses. And at first glance, maybe you think that they're separate and they're not connected. So be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. But I would submit to you that they're all connected and they all relate to this thing called genuine gratitude. That they all ha have a play in, in growing it in our lives and in our hearts in terms of who it is that we're going to be. And just for a few moments, think about that first one. Be joyful always in the relationship that that has to genuine gratitude. And I would start by saying that um, I don't think I've ever met anyone who was always in possession of joy that wasn't also genuinely grateful and vice versa. Somebody who had genuine gratitude in their hearts that didn't possess continual joy the, the two go together, and, and I would submit to you, work together to help us to be somebody who has those two things in our hearts. 
So what is joy, really? Well, I, I believe it's, it's entirely different than happiness. Maybe that's a way to look at it as well as we start to think about what does it mean to be joyful? You know, happiness is an emotion that is pretty surfaceful. It's pretty fleeting. I mean, you can be incredibly happy one moment and then in the next moment be sad. You can be incredibly happy on one day and then be sad the next day or to have it just go away as an emotion. But joy is different. Joy is more deeply rooted. It's something that that is there in the heart. Yes, in some ways it's emotion, but it's more of a characteristic of a being right? You can say you're happy, but you mean something entirely different than when you say, I have great joy. I think we know the difference, but it's important to point that out so that you recognize when God is saying, be joyful always, it's about the state of the heart. It's about who it is that you're being and that you're being consistently always somebody who has joy in their heart and therefore is grateful another way to help us um, define that and think about it would be something that i experience all too often that makes me incredibly sad and that is this thing called death as a pastor i encounter it um, way more frequently than i would like and it's always hard. And it's always hard for the right reasons. And I get really sad. And yet, in Christ, there's joy. How, how can that be? You can be incredibly sad but have joy. Well, when I process and think about who a person was in Jesus Christ, there is great joy because I know what their eternity will be. I know what that meant for them as they lived their life. I know that they celebrated deep blessings, that they knew God. And because they knew God and they knew Jesus Christ, their eternity is something that's far better than this life that we live as flesh and blood. And deep down under all of the sadness, there is this joy that burns bright because of the gift and the promises of God that are fulfilled in Jesus Christ. That's joy. And God calls us to have that joy continually to have that be in our hearts so that even when tough times come, and there are plenty of them, right, we can still have true joy. I love the words of 1 Peter 1, verses 8 and 9, that says this. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. That is joy, knowing God and living into the fullness 
of what that means as a follower of Jesus Christ. Claiming the promises, walking the walk, seeking him out, being. I can't overemphasize that. That's what cultivates joy. And it is related specifically to genuine gratitude. How can you not have joy in your heart, the joy of Jesus, and know, know that as you live and breathe every single day as flesh and blood, that he'll never leave you or forsake you. And the promises that he gives to you in your word, he'll fulfill. And then beyond that, all of eternity. And how can you not then be thankful for that? You, you get it? You see the connection? I, th- I think it's real and true. Admittedly, sometimes we have lapses. I thought of um, an illustration in Scripture, a story. Maybe you know it. First Kings 19, Elijah. Elijah was a man of God. Sodom, you could, with all his heart, soul, and mind. And he had just done something incredible. I, 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 I want to encourage you to go and read this story. Uh, there was a contest on Mount Carmel um, between him and the false prophets. And so he, he gathered them all, said, bring every single one that you want. He was the only one that was up on the mountain. They built altars, and then um, they were to call down and put water around them. Uh, Elijah even had water poured on his wood. And he, the contest was, um, we'll find out if the gods that you worship are real or true or the God that I do is. It'll burn all of that, that wood up, et cetera, et cetera. And so the day goes on and on and on. And then Elijah calls on the name of God. I'm shortening up the story a bit. Fire comes down, burns it up, dries up all the water. All of the false prophets are seized and, and killed. A lot of people came to know God that day. I said, oh, we've been worshiping the wrong God. Those are questions for us to ask in living of life too. What gods are we really worshiping? But the one true God was revealed. People follow him. And then what happens? Here I'm getting to the the point of, of joy and gratitude. Jezebel, who was an evil queen, along with her husband Ahab, who was an evil king, threatens Elijah. You remember that part of the story? It's just because she... All of her prophets, she worshiped false gods. They were all gone. And she said, I'm going to kill you. Elijah runs. Runs far, far away, many, many days, and ends up on a place called Mount Horeb. And he's having what we might call a pity party for himself. Joy was ebbed out. You know the story? God comes to him. I just imagine Elijah sitting there sulking, feeling sorry for himself. God comes to him and says, what are you doing here? Paraphrasing again. What's up, Elijah? What's going on? And Elijah lets him know. He says, God, I did this great thing for you. Put my life on the line. I did what I could to honor you. And what do I get in return? A threat to kill my life. And if I would have stuck around, I would have been 
dead. And not only that, I'm the only one. There's nobody else. I wish I could be right there in that conversation. God says, again, in so many words, ah, Elijah, (laughs) get up. I'm God who, who did this great miracle in your heart and in your life. I'll protect you. I'll care for you. Do you not believe that? Do you not know that? And by the way, there's over 7,000 yet in Israel. Do you not know me? And the, the joy was restored. It, it, Elijah gets up and he goes and he serves God again to do incredible and great things. So sometimes there are lapses to be sure, but continual joy streaming through our life, avoiding those moments of whatever you want to call it, spiritually sulking or just being downcast. God desires it to be different in our hearts and in our lives, and sometimes all it takes is what it took with Elijah, and that's the second part of this passage, a conversation with God. Be joyful always, Pray continually or unceasingly. What does that look like? Does it look like literally never stopping prayer? So that you, you know, if, if uh, somebody wanted to have a conversation with me, I'd say, oh, sorry, I'm praying to God. And I always, constantly, 24-7, every second, every minute of the day, not really. I guess the ways that I thought of this as I envisioned it and, and thought about it in my life is, is, is life-streaming prayer. And so yes, you're having conversations with God all throughout the day, always, constantly. And so something comes up and you're wondering about it, maybe how to handle it. You're praying to God about it. Maybe something happens at good and instantly Prayer comes to your heart and to your mind, and you praise God. So it's constant. It's really your spiritual nature then. And I think that's something that all of us need to to work on. Because there's a lot of times that we don't do that. We don't pray unceasingly. Or certainly not in the intent of God mentioning it and what he's sharing and saying, this is who you need to be or who you ought to be. Because isn't it true that sometimes when things happen, we do other things other than pray? We jump into action. We think about all of the choices that we can do and the way in which we can solve this problem. And bam, 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 we start to lay them out. Uh, we think about how we can solve this. We think about the direction that we need to go in without ever once stopping and praying. Just last week, I had somebody share with me again, somebody that I I believe is a follower of Jesus Christ that's very sincere, say words that I really don't like to hear. They shared a story with me about what was going on in their life, and then they said, you know what I'm going to say? I guess the only thing I can do now is to pray. Ah! Some of you woke up, didn't you? 
that's not it. See, prayer needs to be the first thing. It is the best thing. We need to see that we need to understand that. It's not a last resort. And I want to submit to you, do you live your life like that in, in other ways? Who went deer hunting this week? Did you go and sit in a spot that was bad? Did you go sit in a spot that you thought, well, I might see a deer here? Or did you go to the spot that you thought offered you the best chances? What about a doctor? So you have something going on in your heart. Do you seek out a doctor that's just okay and might have an answer for you? Or do you go to somebody that you think is going to be the best? Maybe it's your personal physician, somebody who knows you. Maybe it's a specialist. I haven't ever heard anybody say, well, you know what? I'm going to go to this guy. I'm just going to kind of roll the dice and think it's going to be all right. Or this gal, you know, she just has got some of the answers and she might be able to treat me. Maybe not. No, I've never heard that before. Do you know God? Do you know the living Lord? The one who has promised you oodles and oodles of promises and fulfilled them all as you sought him? Think about that. Not exactly, perhaps, in the way that you think it ought to be, but an all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving God. See, prayer is the first thing. That's what God is saying here. He wants you to get that in, in, our, in our heads and in our hearts, to pray unceasingly, to have that be our nature, what it is that we do, who it is that we be, that we be people who pray about everything at all times. You see how that's related to gratitude? Something good happens in your life. Maybe something at work. You know, you get a good evaluation or somebody pats you on the back. You think, yeah, I deserve that. That's pretty good. Worked hard. When you jump in your car, you go to your house. You look at that as the fruits of your labor and that you deserve it because you've earned it and you've worked hard and you've done the things that are right. You put in the time. Or do you give God praise? See, there's a difference. There's a few parables that Jesus shares about that. It's not bad to work hard. It's a biblical virtue to use your brain, your charming personality and relationships, all of those things. But praise goes to God for everything. Because in a heartbeat, it could all be gone. We know this. See, being genuinely grateful gives thanks to God for all things. And I am certain that in the homes and in the families represented here, that on Thursday, there's going to be a lot of genuine gratitude lifted up. It's good to give God thanks in good times, to be thankful for the blessings. Something that we can work at and grow in our lives, I think. 
through prayer and through praise. And then also in hard times. You have a lot of opportunities in hard moments, don't we? To do what Elijah did and kind of have it out with God. Think that he doesn't care, that he doesn't love when if you really know God, he does. So when your car breaks down, genuine gratitude might look like being thankful you have a car to break down. When your furnace goes out, to be genuinely grateful that you have a house that has a furnace in it or a place to live. See, genuine gratitude looks like a lot of things. And the question is, you know, are we being genuinely grateful? What does our prayer life say? giving thanks in all circumstances. Knowing that that's who we are and that's who we're being. Again, um, when you think about who it is that you are and when you look at the things that happen from day to day, constantly ongoing in your heart and in your life, what are the thoughts that you have? What's in your heart about them? Are you praising God or, or... Praising others. Are you praising God or are you taking credit yourself? See, there's a lot of ways indeed in which genuine gratitude in terms of an expression of thanks and praise reveals itself. And God says, give thanks in all circumstances, in all of the things that happen in your heart and in your life, the good and the bad. It's really hard to give God thanks for the rough moments. But there's a lot of good things that can come out of adversity. And if there's continual joy, there's continual prayer, there will be, in a very real and powerful way, genuine gratitude. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's how the passage ends. Why would that be? Because he wants you to have deep joy. He wants you to be in prayer all of the time, having conversations with him. He wants you to give thanks in all circumstances, all related to knowing who God is and then being. So I'll ask you one more time Are you genuinely grateful? What maybe are ways as you think about what's presented and the things that work together that could cultivate that and grow that a little bit more in your life? Maybe you're not genuinely grateful because you don't know God too well. That's okay. But maybe that's time to say, well, I can know him better. I'll seek him out. I'll, I'll pray more. I'll talk to him more. I'll have that joy and that thankfulness come out. I'll recognize his goodness in my life more. All kinds of ways. I don't know what it will be for you, what needs to change in our hearts, but I know what God's will is. Thanksgiving Day is right around the corner. I hope on that day, but way beyond that, 
the next day and the next day and the next day. In fact, every day for the rest of your lives. You'll truly be genuinely grateful. Let's pray together. Lord God, I, I give you praise for the gratitude that's represented in this sanctuary and those that are listening. Lord, um, we certainly look for it in other people sometimes. We wonder if they're thankful or genuinely grateful for things that we do. And Lord, there's times when we want people to know without a shadow of a doubt that we're genuinely grateful for who they are and what they've done for us. Lord, I praise you for those moments. But Lord, I would ask by the leading of your Holy Spirit that you'd help us to wonder, to ponder, to think about what it means to be genuinely grateful for your grace. For your presence in our hearts and in our lives revealed for the way you care for us the way that you lift us up and give us mercy and comfort and peace. Or the way, O oh Lord, you display your might and your power in our hearts and our lives, or the way that you give us confidence. Simply because we know you, we have faith, we believe. Just for the good and awesome God that you are, the way that you blessed us richly, you are a good God. We express our genuine gratitude to you this morning for all that you are, for the grace that you give. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray it. Amen.